Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. CBS From CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring Carlos Ortiz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Tuesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. It's a Trash Tuesday, so whatever it is that's bugging you, let us know on Twitter. DA on CBS or on the phones at 855-212-4227. We'll read through those over the course of this morning. Coming up in 20 minutes, we are stunned to a news. We'll also be trying these MREs, meal-ready-to-eat individual packs from the military that Carlos with a K brought in for us since he is part of the reserves and he grabbed these for us for a delicious meal i've got shredded beef and barbecue sauce for breakfast so that should be delicious coming out of a vacuum sealed pack stop saying delicious can't wait for that and then in 40 minutes michael orr has spoken out against the blind side movie of which he was portrayed i just had michael in studio with me last tuesday when i filled in for the jim rome show and so i want to kind of share some of my thoughts having spoken to michael orr about his story of growing up in the Blind Side movie and the book and and that as well. So that's all coming up this hour on the show. Now, Hard Knocks, I think, has gotten a real jolt of electricity this year. I think there's been some years recently where people said, well, what are we really getting nowadays that we're not seeing on social media anyway? Or maybe some of the teams haven't had very big expectations. This year, much different, I think. The early episode, first of all, the debut episode of Hard Knocks, I think crushed it, and Jets fans are into it. I think NFL fans are into it, and this year's edition really feels like it is a special edition with Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers and a team looking for a Super Bowl, which was such a rarity for Hard Knocks, and so it's it's really got some major steam right now. Joining us here on the show he was the president of HBO Sports from 2000 through 2011. During his tenure, he won 51 Sports Emmy Awards and eight Peabody Awards. An amazing resume. Joining us here on the show is Ross Greenberg. Ross, good morning. Good morning, DA. Good to be with you today. Good to be with you as well. Thanks so much for joining us. I mean, it might be an obvious answer, but what do you think it is about this year's version of Hard Knocks that is really resonating with the audience. Well, I can just tell you that the number one story in the offseason was obviously Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. Now, full disclosure, I am a Jet fan. You know, I started going to Shea with my dad 
He got season tickets in 63, so I lived through the Super Bowl with Joe Namath. And yeah, so that's my team. So I'm going to be a little slanted here, but to be honest, it's New York City, it's the Jets, it's Aaron Rodgers. You saw the news last night, Dalvin Cook. It's a very hot team, great defense. Uh, the, the football world knows about it. But they wanted to get inside and really meet Aaron Rodgers because no one's ever really gotten to know him around the country. And, um, you know, he's popped in and out of Pat McAfee. But other than that, you know, people had a very warped sense of who he was. So I think this is a hot year. It reminds me, ironically, 2011, you know, when it took me two years to get the Jets uh, with the great, you know, Rex Ryan. And obviously that was also a jolt. So it's it's interesting that these two jet programs, 10, 12 years apart, have really electrified the whole hard knocks, you know, world. And we started it in 2000. Steve Sable and I got together after Marty Colner came in our office, and it was the first. It was the first reality sports documentary series. People forget that. But, um, you know, we had to shape it and figure it out and uh, – Lo and behold, all these years later, here it is, and it's, it's as you said, gotten another electrical kind of firestorm behind it. What did you try early that you realized, okay, this doesn't work, we have to pivot off of this as you tell the stories? Well, interestingly, very early, uh, Marty came into the office and basically said, why don't we do a look at how the rookies try to make the football team and kind of left it at that, so... When Steve and I talked, and we knew, you know, I knew we had to go through NFL films in order to even get any kind of trust from the teams that we were going to work with. We said, you know what? These are there are too many other big stories. There's too many veterans on the bubble. There's too many trades that happen, like an Aaron Rodgers situation. They're coming in trying to mold the team. The coaches are obviously big players in this uh, and shaping a football team for the upcoming season. So. That was the first thing that we did was kind of change course a little bit from the initial idea and uh, and just wrap all these subplots around and and figure out how to make it really fun and special. And obviously getting behind the scenes and watching the pranks of the veterans on the rookies and all the little things that happen, you know, create a texture to the show that, that really makes it special. Former HBO Sports President Ross Greenberg is our guest this morning on the show talking about this new season of Hard Knocks. Which team that you worked with was the most transparent? Coach, GM, they they were pretty cool with you going behind the scenes. Well, the two, you know, the two programs we did with the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones actually pitched and and wanted to do the show. So whenever you get that kind of situation, classic you know, Jerry, Jerry's a special man. He understood the power of image making and how hard knocks could take the Dallas Cowboys to another level as America's team. And so, yeah, I mean, he was completely open, totally open and couldn't have cared less if there were any, you know, little things that were secrets that were given out. Um, So, yeah, I would say the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Now this, now these, these years, these days, you know, there is kind of this formula of who is forced to do it. You, you can't have right. a brand-new head coach. You have had to have missed the playoffs recently. There's kind of this, right. this metric. Nobody wants to do it, and the Jets were kind of forced into doing it. 
do you, does that disappoint you that that teams are not interested or or want to avoid it more these days? Uh, you know that's happened over the last twenty years. I'll be honest with you. There have been years where we even had to abandon the show one year because we couldn't find a team that we at HBO were enamored with to do the show, and we thought it would just go nowhere. So, yeah, I mean it's it's bothersome, but I'll be honest with you. This year is a great example of a team that didn't really embrace it early on. And by the way, when you know, it took me, as I said, two years to pitch the Jets in 2010 and 11. You have to convince the general manager, in that case it was Mike Tannenbaum, the owner, Woody Johnson, and the head football coach in Rex Ryan. And it took a while for me to convince them that this was the timing. The timing was right. You know, they were well-established and they – they were going to make a run. It was obvious to me. And, uh, and so we convinced them over a long period of time. But this year, you know, the formula was developed in the last five or six years because there was so much resistance. But I think this year is an example of a team that came in resisting it, but I have actually really become enamored with it. And look, when we first get involved with these teams, in any sport, by the way, because I've done quite a few of these series, you have to gain their trust. That's the number one element. It's a human-to-human trust factor between the producers and the team itself. And when I specify the owner, general manager, and coach, head coach, that those are the three that you have to really convince. It's, we're going to be a fly on the wall. We're going to showcase this you're going to be able to cut out any secret sauce that develops so that it's not a competitive disadvantage. But we're going to tell this story. Now, this year you had Aaron Rodgers you also had to convince because obviously high-profile 39-, 40-year-old quarterback, you know, is established enough in the league where he can kind of say, I don't want this. So at first he didn't, I would imagine. I don't think Salah wanted it, as he's publicly said. But now that it's there and they realize it's not a distraction, that's the number one goal, to convince them that this will not be a distraction. We're professionals as producers, editors, cinematographers, producers on the field. Don't worry. We're not going to get in your way. We're just going to shoot everything. So just relax. And And that's the trust you have to get. Aaron Rodgers is a very smart man because he is using this to polish his persona. I think coming out of Green Bay, Mm -hmm. as you had mentioned, there was a lot of people that found him very polarizing, and he is playing the perfect leading man. He knows exactly how to play this, and it's very, very smart, and he's very, very good at it. But this is interesting. As you note, do you think he would have had final say that even if the Jets were picked, he could have said, no, we're not doing this? Well, I think he could have put tremendous pressure on Salah and Woody and um, Joe Douglas to say, I don't want to do this, and I'm adamant about it. Do not do this. But I think that he was slowly but surely convinced that they could make it happen and it wouldn't be a distraction and they could mold a Super Bowl-caliber football team. So, you know, and I think after watching the first episode, it's very clear to me that they embraced it. I mean, it you know, there's plenty of access. Uh, the show was sparkling in that first episode. And um, I think the world's waiting for, you know, t- tonight. So I think it's um, it's caught on. It's lit a fire. And it's the biggest hard knocks you could do this year. I know personally that, 
you know, the people at HBO almost felt like it was the Jets or nothing this year. Mm. I mean, it was too big a story. You you had to do it. Um, it was it was too important for the series, and it was going to light it up. And as predicted, it is. Mm-hmm. Ross Greenberg joins us, former president of HBO Sports. Do teams have final say? Do you cut an episode and then the teams look at it and they can say, no, you got to take that out? Well, you know, I can't speak for today because I'm not behind the scenes. Um, uh, But I I can tell you early on and throughout when I was at HBO, uh, there were some elements toward the end where we would have to show it to them because you can't do that to a team. You can't have something in there that's going to really affect their regular season and the trickery and anything that they were coming up with on the field that they didn't want their competitors to know about. So, yeah, I mean, and that's been in every sport that I've ever ventured into, whether it's the NHL or boxing or anything else, you, you can't do that to them. You, you have to give them a look-see so that they don't give away anything about their game plans, their offensive or defensive schemes that are going to, uh, they're going to affect the regular season in these critical games. Is there, though, an understanding from the team that if it's not strategic, they would have to let it in? I'm thinking about when the Browns were featured and there was so obviously a hmm. – um, there was so obviously friction within the coaching staff. And it was kind of surprising that this was being televised, but we kind of saw head coach coordinators kind of going at one another. And I would have thought, boy, if they had final say, they would not have let this out there. So are there things that the team might be uncomfortable with, but they kind of have to let in because it's not strategic? You'd be surprised because I think if they're not strategic, the teams are pretty willing to, to kind of put it out there um, because they realize that this is part of pro football, uh, whether it's grappling between head co- uh, assistant coaches or whatnot, or even, you know, very candid uh, blasts from the head coach. You saw a lot of that in the Rex Ryan series way back. You know, those kinds of moments are football. I mean, I remember uh, Steve Sable used to say to me every year, he used to say, you know, the only place we can do this is on HBO because of all the F-bombs that are flying. And he was adamant. Steve was absolutely adamant that you couldn't clean up this show. You know, I had cases in the NHL where uh, coaches would say, you know what, can you take out some of those F-bombs? It's making me look bad. Well, Never had that with the NFL. Um, and I, I just think that they are very transparent as a league, uh, particularly in the preseason. Um, I don't know, you know, what it's like doing the in-season version of Hard Knocks because I wasn't there when it was lit. So I'm, I'm not sure what that is like, but because I would imagine that's a little more tense uh, because you are giving away a lot, you know, being followed every day. So, but for the most part, I think it's a very transparent league, and these these shows are very transparent. Before I let you go, I just want to know personally from your vantage point, Steve Sable, who helped Hmm. lead NFL films into an amazing golden era and helped really shape our vision of Mm -hmm. the NFL, and I I know shape my vision of sports and what mm-hmm. I loved about the league and why I consider football my favorite sport of the NFL, my favorite league, what was his genius? What did you see personally that you saw, oh, this is the special that Sable brings 
that makes this thing as magic as it is? Well, because Steve had a heart the size of, you know, Mount Olympus. I mean, he was, he understood human emotion. He understood the power of pro football and you know, the drama, the, uh, pa- the everything that the players and the coaches and everyone brought to it, uh, he brought out and showcased. And that, that was really his mantra at NFL Films. You know, people don't realize the seed of, Hard Knocks really started in the 60s. He would take a camera and follow Vince Lombardi, Sam Huff, or Dick Butkus for a solid year, uh, all behind the scenes, and then produce a documentary about them. And that was Steve's instincts. That's what he brought to the table. He understood, you know, that 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 would be something that the American public would not only grab onto but understand. Pulls out you know, uh, John Facenda and adds the dramatic music and, and reshaped the way football could be presented. And no other sport was doing that at the time, you know, and I think, you know, if anything, our friendship was such that I would call him, you know, now and then, and I, I'll never forget. I once placed a call to him cause it popped in my head that no one had ever done a definitive documentary on Lombardi. So I called him up one day, and uh, his secretary put him on the phone, and as soon as he picked up, I just said, Lombardi. And he goes, let's do it. <laughs> so there was a sense of understanding that, you know, there was a time and place to showcase uh, the game. And uh, and he just instinctively knew what people wanted. It's kind of like a Steve Jobs genius. Um, and... Uh, and I, you know, I loved him to the day he passed, and uh, I'll never forget him. And I don't, no one at NFL Films, believe me, I talked to Kenny Rogers, who's running the show for NFL Films now, and we think about Steve, both of us, every single day. And he's he's watching. I, I sent him a note after the first episode. He and Bentley Weiner of HBO Sports, I said, well, Steve's looking from above and smiling, and I'm right here with you and smiling. Great job. So uh, Steve is always there in NFL films every single day. Ross Greenberg's had an amazing career, more than 30 years with HBO Sports, served as president of HBO Sports from 2000 through 2011, and last year got into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame, which is very cool. Congratulations on that honor. Thanks so much for the time today. Enjoy tonight's episode two. We'll all be watching. We appreciate the insight today, Ross. Great stuff. Thanks. Thanks, DA. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Ross Greenberg joining us this morning on the show, one of the visionaries of sports documentary making, talking about this year's version of Hard Knocks because he was the brains behind the first version of Hard Knocks more than 20 years ago. Excellent job by Carlos with a K getting Ross on. I thought that was a great idea. Great stuff. When we come back here on the show, we are stunned to a news, and I think we might even be eating these bags of military food at some point in time here shortly. DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, you know, I'm trying to find the right words to say. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Get Caserta in here. Welcome back, DA, with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us on your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. Coming up, stunned to a news. But first, we're trying something called MRE. I said, <laughs> I said once Mraz left, we got to stop doing the food stuff because clearly he's still doing the food stuff. And then feels like every show on the network is doing food stuff these days. So I said, you know what? Might be time for us to leave this thing alone. I mean, Gel was eating ranch-covered ice cream the other day. But Carlos with a K is part of the Army Reserve. And so he grabbed a couple of bags of MRE for us, which is ready-to-eat meals. And if you open this thing up, I've got shredded beef and barbecue sauce, Caserta. Yeah, man. Look at how delicious this looks. <laughs> it's just bags. It's just plastic bags of goop. I'm a bag with my bag. Okay, so first of all, Carlos, which branch of the military did you serve? I serve in the U.S. Army. Okay, and so now you're part of the reserves. Yeah, so the reserves and the National Guard are armies. Like, there's all three components make up one body. Got it. I always confuse that, too. Yeah, so the, basically the difference is the... Army and active duty is basically that's your full-time job. Uh, the reserves, like me, it's a part-time job. So I do it one week in a month, two, three weeks out of the year, or if I get activated for a deployment. And in that case, I'll go from a reserve to active duty status. National Guard does exactly what reserves does, except they answer to both the state and the federal government. I only answer to the feds. Got it. So to clarify, you stole from the Army. <laughs> I tactically Got acquired... It. To clarify, and I used the little rank I had, and it tactically acquired these. The difference is that one runs the triple option, the other runs the triple option, and the third runs the triple option. Okay, so we can swap if we want. Carlos said, "I got tortillas, <laughs> some orange powder, which says there is absolutely no fruit juice in it. That's oh. Faderade. That's fake Gatorade. Fake Gatorade." <laughs> And cheese spread with jalapenos. <laughs> oh, not too bad, actually. Nothing to go wrong there. Tell you, I'm not eating those. Maybe no. the tortillas. I do have an oatmeal cookie as well. So that's wow. that's kind of a win. But I'm I, really most interested in the barbecue beef here. I got fat-free vanilla pound cake. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and a book of matches. I think yours comes with a book of matches as well. Okay, so the best part about this is there is some type of like camping thing in here that kind of creates its own heat. It's a pouch. And I guess this is how you heat up the food with the water. Carlos has gotten us some water here. And the diagram has the pouch with a little circle around there. And it says, lean the pouch 
on a rock or something. This is a rock. It we have plenty of somethings here. It says, it says or something. Rock or something. <laughs> which is the type of detail we appreciate in the U.S. military here. A rock or something or other. Okay. So, Pete, if you can please cue the music here. Carlos with a K is going to walk us through how do we make our MRE. All right. So, mines can't open, so I'm going to watch all you do your thing. Okay. You all have strategically placed water cups right next to you. Yes. Uh, once you have acquired your water, you will find that pouch with the wa the heater in it. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's the one with the diagram. Yep. So you, you tear off the top. There's a little cutout yep. there for you. Okay. And I'm trying to rip through my package as well. Okay. All right, okay, so right now here. DA's got it open. Everybody look at DA or, or Pete. Oh, Pete, wow. No, 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 Pete. <laughs> Pete's opening the wrong end. Yeah, matches here for some reason. Oh, uh, you never know. All right, <laughs> so now that you have... <laughs> teasing advanced a little there. Now that you have your pouches open, you find your entree. It's in like this grayish green bag. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's going to go in the pouch and you'll put a little water. Now you'll notice on the, the pouch, it says, do not overfill. If you put more water, these heaters will stink. So uh. make sure you just put a little bit of water to get the phosphorus crap thing heating up and going. Okay. So in the clear bag, not that bag. This that bag. bag. That bag is where your entree is going to go in. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the bag that we just opened, we we yep. put the actual entree bag in there? Yes. And we do not tear open that entree not bag. Yet. Okay. So you're going to put that bag in there. Okay. And you're going to put a little bit of water. A little bit of water. Be careful not to overfill it. I got a spoon. How much okay, water? Okay, so this line, right? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Is that the line? Yeah. Feel free to go a little bit under the line, too. A little under the line. Okay. You can't see the line, can't you, Russ? All right, so I'm, I'm doing Pete's. Okay. Put in a little water. There you go. Do not overfill. All right. Yeah, so good. once you have your uh, water in place, you put your entree. Yeah, you delicious. You want my bag? Bags yeah. on bags Here's with bag. water. So okay. it goes in. Yeah. Slide it in. Seal the top. Seal the top. Now, you should have a brown cutout little cardboard thing, the one I told you that you'll need. Yeah. That's this the sleeve for the whole thing. Nutritional facts. Yes. That's your sleeve, so you can put the oh. cutout over the entree. Wow, look at this. The U.S. military using their noodle. Open up the sleeve. Sleeve. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you Just pack that in there, kind of like a there. hot pocket. Ooh. Yeah, like a hot pocket. So now the heater will do its thing. It takes about 60 seconds. Take the entree out, flip it, heat the oh, other side. But don't, isn't this the heater? Oh, you took the heater out? <laughs> that needs to get wet. That needs to be in the bag. Oh. <laughs> get your yeah. heater wet. Get that in there. By the way, the warning on this heating bag says that vapors released by the activated heater contain hydrogen. Yeah, don't breathe this stuff. A flammable it's gas. It's fine. So Just don't do breathe it. do not light your matches. This is not going to set the board on fire, right? <laughs> We're going to short circuit <laughs> yeah. the board again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, ma the matches are just to light your farts after eating so this. So we'll do... No, actually, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. There is chewing gum in your packets. Do not eat the chewing gum. <laughs> there are two types of gum. That one, it makes you go, and the other one makes you no-go. Really? That's what it's wow. designed for. That's a very handy 
pair of gum. Oh, I got a good rib with this gum. <laughs> How do you know which one's which? It's a surprise. No, I think one of them's like red and one of them's white. No, they're no, both they're white. white. Uh, some packets have the red one, so I don't know which one you have because I've never chewed the gum. Okay, is the white makes you go or the white makes That's you no the thing, go? I don't know. <laughs> that could be our next segment. <laughs> when I first got in 10 plus years ago, I was instructed never eat the gum. So uh-huh. you just took that to heart. Make that wow. segment the end of the show. That's a very important thing to note because I would just chew the gum assuming that it's for your breath. You know what's funny? I'm starting to feel this thing get warm now. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's not getting warm. Oh, yes, it is. You feel it? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, so uh, most of the time, this stuff doesn't fully heat. I mean, it is given to the lowest bidder. So uh, <laughs> half the time, the contracts are no good here. <laughs> that being said, the food is still edible. So even if you don't heat it all the way, you will eat it. And so, then what do we use this bag for? Oh, that's the beverage So that bag. Yeah, so you'll put your water in there. You'll mix your, your Faderade and circle all around and boom you got fruit punch or orange or lemon lime whatever you got they do give you a little spork yep a little spoon plastic spoon so you open up that and then you just dig into this oh it smells does it yeah it smells and this is kind of like camping this is nice mine just smells like i grew up camping it smells like phosphorus it smells like when you strike a match yes exactly this so is... if you feel comfortable, you can remove the entrees out of your heater. Oh, man. Now and I'm you can flip it around and stick it back in so the other side can get heated. Oh, see, that's what I was about to ask because I'm only getting the bottom here. Oh, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's tough. All right, now we're going to do the old flipperoo. Oh, my God, it's smoking. My bag's smoking. <laughs> Keep it away from the electric. <laughs> Are these leftovers from Guantanamo? <laughs> Stop teasing my advanced analytics. Mine's ticking. Mine's... No, I love this. It's just there are so many ways we can go with this. Mine's smoking. Oh, yeah, the bag's getting hot. Nice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to distribute the heat. So while your meals are finishing cooking, you can look at the other stuff that you have. Like, I see Pete has a yummy treat that well, was included with Okay, as this finishes cooking, why don't we do the update? Yeah, we can do that. I didn't bring my print out with me, but I can read off the screen. Killing 12 minutes watching food cook. All right, fellas. So we hold up a spoon. Based on the price tags, who would you rather have on your team for one season? Dalvin Cook for $8.6 million or Zeke Elliott for upwards of $6 million with incentives? Cook. Cook. At least he's still productive. Zeke, I don't know what he's going to be. A goal line back, maybe third down back. but So the workload's very interesting because I did the total number of touches to look at the wear and tear. Zeke, seven seasons, over 2,100 touches. Dalvin, six seasons, just over 1,500. Wow. So 600 less, one season difference. And one guy's overweight, and he's the guy with 600 more touches. So not the not the stock you want to bid on. I hear my thing cooking. I smell it. It smells, terrible. yeah, the, the thing heating is really bad. bad. Um, yeah, Zeke's got that uh, Tracy Morgan belly as he gets ready for camp. <laughs> <laughs> I play for Bill Belichick. <laughs> How do we know dinosaurs are real? I'm Brian Fellow. I'm Brian Fellow. <laughs> <laughs> so if all goes to plan, these two will face each other twice this season. Now that they're both in the AFC East, Cook signed first with the Jets. He projects as the lead back with rookie Brees Hall 
Still sidelined from last year's ACL tear. Zeke said the chance to play for Belichick was too good to pass up. And now he'll be the compliment to Ramondre Stevenson. I don't know if there's been more turnover in a running back room the last few years than New England. Now, Zeke used to run behind Zach Martin in Dallas, and it appears that the perennial pro bowler's gambit paid off as his three-week holdout produced a reworked deal from the Cowboys. Martin is now the third highest paid guard in the league, thanks to a two-year deal worth $36 million fully guaranteed. Take that, Jerry. This is from a few weeks ago during Martin's holdout. I, of course, uh, have all of the appreciation what Zach, uh, Zach has done, uh, what he's going to be doing for this team this year and next year. But he's a part of a team, and that really does apply to the financial structure of the team. And the facts are that you couldn't just adjust every contract every year, uh, frankly, by the, for the players that might deserve it because you're still playing players that didn't deserve what they're getting, and all of that has to mail out. This was last week. He caved one week later. That's all it took. <laughs> Just stop talking, Jerry. You look like a fool. Five playoff wins in the last 27 seasons since that Super Bowl win in 95. And this one from last night, a group called the Native American Guardians Association is demanding that the Washington Commanders change their name back to the Redskins with a petition out that has already generated close to 100,000 signatures. In a statement, the group said, quote, you simply cannot erase history and target the Native American community by eradicating the name Redskins while being an organization that fosters other constitutional rights. This feels like something Josh Harris commissioned. You think so? I think he wants the nickname back. Really? You don't think they want to go in a different direction and do like another rebrand so that it's theirs? I think that'd be smart. I think it'd be smart, but who knows? They should just go with Red Tails. Yeah, it feels like a good compromise. Yeah, I I don't think they'll ever get the original name back. You see how much this thing's smoking? I know this <laughs> MRE is just... It looks like Billy Jock after a stressful shift. <laughs> Start of the shift. <laughs> Sitting in a chair by himself. It's the Billy Smoke Jack coming show. out of his ears. Chain smoking. So you guys touched on this before, but uh, I, I wanted to put my own little spin on it. Uh, Derek Jeter just accepted his first invite to Yankees Old Timers Day, but don't expect him back in Miami anytime soon. In an interview with the Miami Herald yesterday, former Marlins owner Jeffrey Loria tore into Jeter for having that colorful home run statue at Lone Depot Park removed while the Hall of Fame shortstop was the team's CEO. The Seafood Tower. Lori has said, yeah, that's good. I like that. Jeter came in and destroyed the ballpark. Destroying public art was a horrible thing to do. <laughs> now, Loria commissioned the colorful sculpture from a friend as part of a $2.5 million oh, nice. deal with the county, and it used to light up, spin, and spray water out of the fountains, among other things, every time a Marlins player hit a home run. It's now outside the stadium where Loria dramatically added, now it will rot outside where it is, ellipses, condemned to neglect and outdoor <laughs> decay. Hey, Jeffrey, here's an idea. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! So that's what I got in my update. Who's ready? Oh, you guys ready you. to eat? Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. Maybe we'll hold off on stunned. Let's eat this thing. Is it heated up properly yet? Dude, my thing is scalding hot. 
Okay, and so now we just tear this bag open? So, yeah, now you can just open your bag again, take out your entree. I'm trying not to get chemical As burns. I take a bite of my cheese and crackers. <laughs> oh, this is gross. I am not eating this. <laughs> You're not eating it? No chance. Come on. Don't be a baby. What a little. Ow, it's so hot. It Mine's looks not that gross. Hot. I'm about to throw up. Hey, your tax dollars pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude, people serve so you could eat this beef in a bag, all right? <laughs> Served, so you can have this beef in a bag. You might as well just spit on the flag and light it on fire if you're not going to eat this beef stew. Oh, this is horrible. What did you get again? Uh, something in a bag. Something in a bag. All right. Potatoes, I think. Oh, look, it's it's zip. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can't open mine. That's the problem. This is totally. It's totally fine. It, it just tastes like dinty more stew or something. Oh, okay. Got me thinking. Remember, um, remember the old offensive lineman for the Broncos, Terrence Knighton? Mm-hmm. His nickname was Pot Roast. <laughs> <laughs> Just got me thinking of that, Dinty Moore. See, look, now your thing's smoking. Look at your bag now. Yeah, I got to <laughs> heat this up more. It's fine. I have this, like, beef and barbecue sauce. It's just, like, shredded beef. Oh, there we go. And, like, a very heavy sauce. Yeah. I mean, it's edible. I mean, it, look, I'll if I was... What, mine smells good. If I was serving overseas and I needed a quick meal in the field... It's fine. Oh yeah, I, I I would I would down it in a heartbeat. Oh my I was God, like, it's real beef stew. I was camping. It was fine. Yeah, you want to try this? Now I don't know if I would eat this. Want to eat this every meal? You guys doing this every meal? That's you're doing God's work. But you know no, that's a that's stuff like you're outside the wire. Like you're really in the dirt. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing: you're not eating three of these a day. You're eating one, and you're gonna like ration it out. You'll eat the entree in like the middle of the day. Oh, you'll okay. have one of the snacks early. Oh, so snack one of these later. bags is your whole day. Correct. That's how it should be. But some slobs will eat like two or three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Carlos admitted to me. He said that this is one of the better ones. Yeah. It's not bad. And what'd you get? I got beef stew. <laughs> you know what? It tastes like. It tastes like canned corned beef hash. Oh, I have Twizzlers, beef jerky, and a lemon lemon seed poppy cake if anybody wants to trade. The one thing we're not doing is keeping our soldiers healthy. No. <laughs> this is, no. 90% of this is crap. <laughs> yeah, this is, but yeah. it's in a pinch. Yeah, all of our soldiers have stomach ulcers. <laughs> in the meantime, I I'm eating this thing. I don't have to eat it anymore, and I'm still eating yeah, it. Yeah, me too. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll give you an update tomorrow on how we all feel this afternoon. Well, if I'm not here, you'll know. Science! <laughs> I'm here all week, so. <laughs> mm. I'm about to open up my Chili Mac. <laughs> We're eating out of military-grade plastic bags. <laughs> how annoyed is Schwartz going to be that he missed out on a free meal? Uh. None of these come with ranch dressing, so I can't help them out. He's definitely hashtagging the army for uh, some, <laughs> some bad food. <laughs> hey, at U.S. Army, where can I get some free bag meals? <laughs> if we cover Army, Navy, do we, do we get this along Radio Row? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys have no idea what's coming if we do Army, Navy. <laughs> this in a windbreaker? <laughs> it's not bad. I thought it was going to be really bad. It's not I don't know. Some of the comments that people were saying on Twitter were like, oh, my God, stay away. It's like, not that terrible. It's edible. 
Yeah. Oh, the, not, I got hot sauce too. Okay. It's not bad, but I'm not wasting my caloric intake on it <laughs> today. That makes one of us there, partner. Yeah, but Stun coming up in the next hour. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back here on the show, what is alarming about Michael Orr's story? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Boy, my preparation for coming in here. You never know what you're going to get when you come in here. It's like a blind date. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, we are the blind date of sports radio. The DA show here on CBS Sports Radio. Remember, you can listen to us on the app, the CBS Sports app, or the Odyssey app. Both are free. On a Trash Tuesday, Lee is in San Diego this morning. Lee, good morning. Oh, man. Thanks for taking my call, man. You're welcome, Lee. It's a Trash Tuesday. Who are we trashing today? We're trashing the city of San Diego. I never thought I'd do this, man, but I'm getting older. And... The city of San Diego is like the worst sports town. Why do you say and, that? Because, well, unless you're into the San Diego goals and the San Diego soccers, we have no championships. And th- this is the icing on the cake with the Padres this year. We spent all this money. But all these players, and they're just not performing. And it just, it, it sucks for San Diego, man. I, I don't know if you can feel my pain, but it, it it's bad. I can certainly hear your pain. Trash Overflowing landfill. Disappointing season, no doubt, for the Padres. Big expectations coming off of last year. Going to the postseason, winning that first round series, winning the second round series against the Dodgers, and having everybody come back, Tatis, et cetera, and then going all in again in the offseason to lead to a non-playoff year is definitely disappointing. I think we tra- we would trash the Padres, not the city of San Diego. But, yeah, Padres fans let down this year, no doubt about it. Keep waiting for them to turn it around, and it just never happens. Michael Orr joined me on Tuesday's Jim Rome show. I filled in for Jim last week, and so Michael joined me in studio. He has a book that's out, and it's basically kind of his handbook, his kind of playbook for life. And for those that don't know, he was the subject of The Blind Side, which was originally the book that became the movie starring, let's see, who was in that movie? It was... Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, and... Yes, she was. Trying to think of the other actors. But anyway, Sandra Bullock played the mom. And, and Michael Orr is a large man from the projects of Memphis who was dealing throughout his youth with homelessness, being on the streets because his dad was out of the picture. His mom was on crack. Most of his family were drug-addled or had no job. And so he was just surrounded by you know, a lot of a lot of dysfunction. And so Michael Orr needed to find some structure. He was in out of foster homes and finally did, adopted by a family, or so he thought, in the Nashville area, ultimately went to Ole Miss, became an All-American, and drafted in the first round by the Ravens, ends up winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens, played for the Titans, and then the Panthers as well, and... 
the movie kind of has followed him, both good and bad. And I was talking to Michael Orr, both on air and off air, about his book, and I had read the book before we had him on. And look, he's just got an amazing story. And his frustration was that he thought that the movie oversimplified his life to the point of he he thought viewers would think, well, he had to kind of be saved by this family, when in reality, he was doing a lot of the work to save himself. And that the movie portrayed him kind of as a ultra-shy wallflower of sorts that, that really didn't know how to read or write. And he said, you know, that was an unfair portrayal of me. And he said, you know, I did X, Y, and Z. He said, I was 11 years old. I had to set up my own schedule to go to school because nobody was bringing me to school. I was 11 years old. I, I was trying to make sure that, like, I got an education, that I had structure. So I had to do that for myself. I Now, he did say that he understood the, the movie took some liberties and that the greater good of the movie was that it it gave him a platform to spread his message, which is if you are a young person in a really bad situation, like homelessness, like drugs around you, violence around you, foster homes, et cetera, look, I made it out and here's the way that you can. And he kind of has this game plan in the book. So I think that's a very noble message, an effective message, an important message. But yesterday he he dropped the bomb that they filed for a petition that the family, the Tuies, that are portrayed in the Blindside book and the Blindside movie as kind of these saviors that drew him out of, of the ghetto and, and saved him and helped him and gave him an education, et cetera, actually may have manipulated him and never truly adopted him, but instead set up a situation where they could profit off of him with his likeness for the movie, etc., instead of giving him a cut as part of the family. So I want to discuss some of that when we come back, because I had some of the conversation with him last week in studio. We'll do that coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.